Welcome to From the Ground Up with Mark Weller. I'm Matt Rienzo. My co-host is Mark Weller, founding partner and president of Weller Development Company. How you doing, Mark? Uh, really good. Really good. Really excited to, uh, to have our guest on today, Dan Mullen. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Uh, great guy. Uh, really interesting background and career. And Mark, I know you've gotten to know Dan Mullen over the years. He was the president of Bedrock Development. He was instrumental in redevelopment uh, and the visioning of Detroit. Um, which if you haven't been there recently, you got to check it out and see how different it is from 10, 15 years ago. It's incredible. Um, he founded a development group called Future in Maine, and he's continuing to do really impactful work in Detroit. What are your thoughts on Dan before we bring him on? Uh, Dan was uh, sort of the, the front of the pack on, on urban revitalization and really thinking about it um, from, from, a, from a very deep and global perspective inside a city. And he was uh, fortunate enough to partner with some really incredible people, uh, Dan Gilbert and others that uh, brought him on the team in Detroit. And they were able to really make uh, long-lasting, impactful, and um, thoughtful change. Well, I'm looking forward to talking to him and hearing all about it. So having said that, let's bring him on. Dan, welcome to the show. Great to have you here. Thanks for taking the time. How are you doing? I'm great. And thank you guys so much for having me. Looking forward to it. No, it's going to be awesome. We're looking forward to hearing... Uh, your whole story and and how everything's going for you uh, in your new venture. So um, we have a lot to talk to you about. So let's get right into it. So, you know, this is Mark, and I just want to just tell a couple stories real quick about Dan that were really fun for me, very endearing. So the first time I went to Detroit, I was invited, um, and, and I was lucky enough to do a visit with another close associate I worked with, and we ended up meeting Dan. Um, we met Dan Gilbert, and then we ended up getting – um, put with Dan Mullen to look around and he was going to show us all the things he was doing. And within, I don't know what it was probably the tour is about two and a half hours. We hit a few spots. We saw some of the impactful things you were doing, some of the clever re uh, retail things you were doing. And we started to realize what you were doing was really, really special and really, really important to not only uh, the direct vicinity around you in downtown Detroit, but it was having uh, effects and reverberations um, many, many blocks and, and many miles away from the core of downtown that you all had uh, had worked on. So fast forward a year later, we talked about you all coming to visit, and I'll never forget it. You know, a uh, whole crew of people came, uh, all the big executives from your company, including Dan Gilbert, uh, Kevin Plank was there, a whole meeting, you know, meeting of the minds, I think. And it was really fun. You toured Port Covington in its infancy stages, but, you know, buildings like City Garage were under construction, literally not even finished yet. And Port Covington was nothing but a dream at that point. But, you know, we, we looked around the country and we never were really to find anybody doing anything quite on the scale of what we were attempting to do. And I think when we visited Detroit, we found sort of our long lost, uh, you know, uh, brother from another mother yeah, the type kindred thing. spirits. Yes, right? I think it really was crazy. Yeah. Another crazy person, crazy what, what kindred <laughs> spirits. I, I would agree with you. And I remember seeing yeah. Dan Gilbert sitting across from Kevin Plank and, you know, I was sitting across from the head of real estate and you together, the two guys together, you were running the whole show and, 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 and so on. We had sort of people paralleled up and I remember thinking to myself, all right, we, we definitely have, this is definitely a crazy bunch, but the, the really what I felt after that was a camaraderie and just a unique sort of connection that something really, really big could happen in, in cities like this, you know, with, with the right type of vision, the right type of commitment that you get from people like Kevin and Dan Gilbert and other people like that. And then with the right people on the ground to execute. And when I watched you in particular and got to know you so well and visited you multiple times, many times we've hung out in different cities over the years, I started to realize how you looked at things differently than other folks. And it made me start to look at things a little differently. And there's, there's so many great stories about some of the things that you, you've done 
done and continue to do. But, um, but you know, for me, it was just a really big deal, and I, I really appreciate it and want to thank you for all the uh, advice and inspiration that you and the, the team that you've worked with for years and, and continue to work with have, uh, have helped inspire what we're doing here in Baltimore and Port Covington. Oh, thank you so much. It's so nice for nice for you to say and all all the you know all the kind words. We felt the exact same way about you guys. You know, you guys had such a phenomenal team. Um, the vision that you guys had casted out for your real estate developments, how you were thinking, the innovation centers you were building. I mean, you combined all of that, and it's funny because you know you had Dan Gilbert and Kevin Plank who were not real estate guys. You had a athletic brand. Um, in apparel and shoes, and then you had a mortgage guy that got into real estate. And they're smart enough to find crazy people like us that can go out and execute and and get creative around building places that people want to enjoy and come to and frequent and show off. And so we got lucky enough for that. But my you know my first time meeting you guys uh, and having Kevin Plank come to the office, obviously we were super excited, not only to meet you guys, but to, you know, to, to understand what you guys were doing in Port Covington and, and also learn a lot about how Kevin got his start and how you got your start. And we thought the exact same thing. These guys are a highly skillful, wonderful team, super smart and creative. So likewise on, on all the segments. That's incredible. And, um, you know, that was in 2015, roughly, because I know I joined the team in the fall of 2015. It was right before I got here. So is that right, Mark? Yeah, that's right. I actually have a great picture from that day. It's one of my favorite pictures I keep at my office. It's everybody there out on the shore, uh, leaders from the business community in Washington and Detroit and Baltimore. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, that was in Port Yeah, we had Ted Leonces Bar Park. There. Yeah, yep. that's right. Ted, Ted Leonces, yeah, Raul, Raul Ted Fernandez. Why were Ted and and, um, and Raul there? I think because um, there was a connection to Shinola with Ted and uh, and um, and Dan Gilbert, and so Ted brought his crew up, and Tom uh, from from Shinola came as well, and there was just a whole big crew, and it was just it was just such good energy. It was such incredibly positive people, um, real entrepreneurs, yeah. you know, real artists with business, you know, watching them. Real entrepreneurs who yeah. have become moguls, you yes. know. I mean, these just, were this it's was, really amazing me, stories. It was one of the highlights of my career, quite frankly. It was it was a great day. That's awesome. So, so Dan, tell us about, you know, what your role was at Bedrock and, you know, the vision and redevelopment of downtown Detroit. Like, what was it like being part of that? How did it, how did it get started? And just tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, it was actually really a awesome, you know, situation for myself and my business partner, a guy named Jim Kitai. I had worked at Quicken Loans, um, right, really out of, right out of high school. I worked in the trades for a long time. And then at 22 years old, I was actually landscaping the president of Quicken Loans House. I was just trying to find my way. And, uh, you know, I was always really good at, like, connecting with people. And one day it came out and I was like, hey, you should become a mortgage banker at Quicken Loans. I didn't know who Quicken Loans Rock Financial was. I didn't hear him on the radio. And, you know, I came from super humble upbringing. So, you know, I had no idea what finance and mortgage lending meant, but... I was like, look, this sounds like a great opportunity. He had a beautiful home, so I'm in. And I got in after like nine interviews, I think, after getting turned down eight times. Finally got in, and I was just kind of enamored by Quicken, the culture, Dan Gilbert, what he had created. Um, this is like, The president was a guy named Pat McGinnis. And so I just started working, and that's all that I knew. It was like I can just outwork everybody. And within six years, I found myself working directly for Dan Gilbert. He had, I had just kind of like 
started out as an entry-level mortgage banker, worked my way all the way through up. So now I'm like 28 years old and I'm working directly with Dan. And my first mission was let's look at how we can keep up with the other great American cities that talent is flocking to. And so we had our company out in the suburbs uh, of Michigan and we had this beautiful downtown Detroit that was basically sitting vacant, like the downtown district. They had there, there was the buildings were just vacant 30, 40, 50 years. And so we made a commitment to lease space actually first off, let's just lease some space downtown and move some of the people down there and see how it works out. Cause we really didn't know. So I put Dan, Dan brought me on his team to get into real estate. So we didn't have anyone focused on real estate and focus on moving downtown and seeking opportunities. And so I helped basically transition about 2000 people from, we had about 4,000 people at the time within the organization. And I, we moved about half downtown. We leased 250,000 square feet from a building that had been built about 10 years prior to the, to us coming downtown, beautiful property built by Pete Carmanos. And, but it was half vacant. So we took space, built space out, made it very cool. Um, and the views obviously, you know, were beautiful. These, all these old historic, beautiful properties that were built in the early 1900s by great architects like Albert Kahn, et cetera. Um, and so we took 2000 people downtown. We, I helped execute that whole thing. And then we realized that it was so exciting and the mindset of people now being in an urban environment around creative space, we just had to get the rest of our people down there as soon as we could. So we formed a real estate company called Bedrock. A guy named Jim Kitai sold his private small real estate development company that he had, joined us. So now it's myself, a guy named Jim Kitai. Dan Gilbert then funded us. And at 28 years old, I have a real, you know, I'm basically in real estate full time, going from mortgage lending. And I was always super creative when it came to helping even click in with ideas around how to be more innovative in the mortgage industry. And just sending Dan ideas after ideas after ideas is why I finally basically was like, all right, I'm going to meet with this guy. And, you know, then, and then we met and he hired me. So I always took over kind of the front half of the business in real estate. So it started with Jimmy and I, and then we had 10 people and then 30 people and then 50 people. And we started buying properties and we had two properties and then 10 properties. And then you fast forward a decade and we had, you know, 110-ish properties and 18 million square feet of real estate, and we had deployed three and a half billion of capital. We had 700 people working for us, and my entire venture within Bedrock was always the front half of the business, which was creative development, taking properties, reimagining them, leasing them up with the hottest and best tenants creating great lobby spaces, creating placemaking, creating art districts and art scenes. Um, and so I did sales, marketing, development, creative development, and ran that whole side of the business. Um, and so, and everything, you know, I obviously had a lot of, you know, other great cities to mirror things off of, kind of put my own spin on them. That's a lot of great mentors along the way. Um, and just really, really focused on how do we create downtown Detroit as the coolest, city there is in america with the most amazing fun things to do couple that with great food and beverage couple that with great retail public art 
placemaking, give people reasons to come over and over and over again. And we used to say, like, we got to hit all five senses of a human being. But that sixth sense is that experiential sense. How do we create experiences that that give you a feeling when you're there? Um, and everything we did was about thinking through every little detail about how a human would interact in a space. How could we use that space to then connect people and then connect opportunities, whether it be through art, whether it be through food, whether it be through just great retail, great lobby space. I mean, we converted all of our lobbies to just incredible workspaces. So people were always at the ground floor. Um, and that's kind of was my, that was my focus from, from the early days on and all the way up until I decided to, to venture off and do my own thing. So when I went and visited, um, Dan, uh, um, and I spent this time with Dan Mullen in, in Detroit and multiple times I visited with him. Um, I was always blown away at what they had taken and what they had turned it into. So you knew what was there before a vacant building. I'd see it sometimes. You'd see it out there. You'd come back six months later or a year later, and it was activated. And it was a, it was a vibrant street front with a with a with a, a you know a tenant that drew a lot of people in and that was paying rent. And uh, and they did this block by block, store by store, uh, throughout Detroit. Even going as far as bringing in a light rail, right? Didn't the a partnership we put together yeah. off of your team with a light rail system yeah, to run down? I mean, just incredible, incredible amount of work. And and we watched it happen and unfold. And it was uh, it was fascinating. And you did stuff with you know we'll get into this maybe in a few minutes, but some incredible brands. I mean, getting to know. And what I found interesting is like Varvados Varvados was a great example. Like I think you got to know them personally very well because people had a real personal feeling about Detroit and coming back to downtown Detroit and opening in downtown Detroit. I know a lot of your partners. Also a connection to them and their team, too, that was doing the work. I mean, they built right. these relationships. That's right. That's right. So what was the moment in time, Dan? You know, you mentioned you were going to move the office downtown and you didn't know if it was going to work or not. Do you recall what was the moment in time where you were like, man, this is going to work and we're going to go for it even further? Yeah, I, it, it sounds weird, but our first day in the office in Detroit, looking out of the window, uh, we were on the 10th floor of a property uh, of the Comptoir building, as I mentioned, and looking out and seeing this park that had been a city project that had been redeveloped and just looking out at this of the old historic properties, looking at the Detroit River, which you can see into Canada from Detroit, which is kind of weird because you can literally see Windsor from our windows and how beautiful it was and the excitement on people's faces because there were so, so many people that were you know, everyone lived in the suburbs. So now all of a sudden they went from a small, short commute to driving all the way downtown. And so we weren't sure how people were going to react to it. Would we lose our, our workforce? Would, how would it work? How, how are mortgage bankers, how are staff, how are operations going to think about this? And it didn't matter to them. They were, it was, it was there. Everyone was so excited to be downtown. It became now a mission. So like you had, you know, you had your day-to-day -day job, which was, you know, for a lot of these people at Quicken Loans, which was moving mortgages, right? But then it was like now that there was this mission attached to it, which is renovating and bringing a great American city, Detroit, back. And they knew that every dollar that they spent in the street mattered. So cool. When they went and got yeah. when got a coffee from the local coffee guy, that mattered now. You could just see the excitement on people's faces. Wow, that's awesome. That's powerful. Really, that's, yeah, that's powerful, man. Hey, so so you know, changing gears, but Detroit still. You know, we I was fortunate enough to to be tasked to work on a, a really complex hotel project. You know, the uh, Sagamore Pendry in Baltimore. Spent years doing that. Um, it was a vision of 
of the owner of Under Armour, Kevin Plank. And he was just unbelievable vision, an unbelievable team there. And I, I felt really fortunate to work on that. And it was just so impactful uh, in, in what it did for the community. But you did something really similar that is was absolutely amazing and, and, uh, and really born out of love, I think, and passion as well, the Shinola Hotel. I know you worked very closely on that. And you were following right behind us. Tell us just quickly about the Shinola and like what you think that that, you know, how you came about with it and then what, what it's done for the city. The Shinola Hotel is awesome because – when the founder of Shinola decided to move from Texas to Detroit because he had built and, and took Fossil public. And then when he exited Fossil Watch Company, he bought the Shinola brand and said, I want to build watches in America. And I want to build them in Detroit because we're going to build an assembly line and they have a great workforce up there. So he shows up to Detroit. I meet this guy named Tom Carsotis, uh, founder of Shinola, founder of Fossil Watch incredible human and we become fast friends because we're kind of the only movers and shakers in town we got this guy that's building a watch manufacturing in the city of detroit it's just you know it's like heaven to our ears this is unbelievable so i was kind of the connector between dan and tom all the time and then i we got we ended up investing into shinola the watch company and we got a board seat so i sat on the board well Sitting on the board, that's how I got to meet uh, Ted Leonsis and a lot of these other incredible guys. And, you know, now I'm sitting on the board of a watch company and building Detroit. And some of the other things that we needed was hospitality. And so as we, Tom and I started brainstorming and this team started brainstorming, like, well, how about we take this Shinola watch brand and convert it into a hotel brand and take all the leather goods that we have and all the watches and all the things that we create, which is beauty beautiful beautifully designed products and let's build a hotel and so myself tom and dan gilbert sat in a meeting whiteboarded the idea out and i took it and ran with it and i would say it probably took me 18 months i started assembling property i started shopping the idea around to all my partners inside bedrock everyone was like this is crazy this is crazy i finally got prop finally assembled property we had tenants in there with long-term leases that were not good tenants. We had to relocate them. We had to build, uh, you know, take old historic properties that were built in the 1900s and build on annexes that were brand new. You know, we had we had to knock buildings down and rebuild them. I had the whole plans done up and drawn. I invited Dan and Tom back to a meeting about a year and a half later, and I had been telling them I was working on this hotel thing. And they were like, okay, great, great. Give me updates as we go along. They didn't think I was, like, actually going to do this. And get them on a meeting, sit them down, and open up my presentation. I had a phenomenal team, obviously, help me put it all together. And I started presenting to them, and they were absolutely blown away. And at the end of the presentation, they're like, "We're in, go." So we broke ground probably six months after that. We had assembled everything, and it was a four-year journey in total. We built a 129-room. Um, hotel, the Shinola Hotel, downtown Detroit, and it just came out. And we, and it honestly is one of the coolest, I think, a lot of bias here, but one of the coolest hotels um, in, in, in the market. Um, very cool hangout, lounge spaces, you know, wood burning fireplaces in the lobby. I mean, just over the top. Um, and we basically, it, a lot like what you do with the Pendry, we just shattered records. I mean, we were in every single 
uh, travel and leisure magazine you could possibly think of um, and won all these awards. And, you know, we went from out being a real estate company to now operating and building and designing hotels. And it's just, it was just an unbelievable opportunity. And, um, and so that's kind of how it all came together. I obviously had a great team. We brought on a lot of staff at that point and ended up building an entire uh, hospitality division within Bedrock that focused on bringing and building hospitality and taking that brand, Shinola Hotel, and scaling it across America. And so it, it, it ended up just being an unbelievable project and a lot of, a lot of passion. So, yeah, that, that was unbelievable. And another note on that, too, is uh, you ended up bringing in Andrew Carmelini and the NoHo group. And one of the partners at NoHo is uh, Josh Picard. And Josh Picard is passionate about Detroit. And I think it, it goes back to, you know, the re- main reason why they were there and really ended up there. And you ended up with unbelievable food inside the Shinola was because yeah. of uh, Josh's passion for Detroit, went to University of Michigan. and well, you, he's, Yeah, he lived here. He's from That's here. right. And you identified that, and it was, a, it was a way for you to bring a piece of sort of New York, um, you know, authentic, incredible cuisine, food, hospitality, and put that portion of it in, 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 a, in a different way in Detroit. And uh, you did that because of, uh, because of Detroit and what it, meant to, what it meant to Josh. Yeah, you know, it's like we had so many similarities between – your group and our group, because, you know, we're building a hotel, you're building a hotel, we're building a hotel, you're working with Josh Picard, we're working with Josh Picard, (laughs) you're taking on crazy old historic properties, we're taking them on. So, you know, we really did have such a, a a great bond uh, between our groups, when it came to bouncing ideas and working together, deal structures, all the way down to concepts and ideas around what's working, what's not. And it's funny to see how many similarities there were uh, in groups that we're talking to at the same time. And Josh and his team came in and did a phenomenal job on the food and beverage. And and it's still it's still one of the busiest restaurants, if not the busiest restaurant in Michigan. So it's uh, it's it's they've done an absolute phenomenal job and, and hit a home run. That's awesome. Yeah, and it's a beautiful hotel. Mark and I had the opportunity to stay there a few times uh, pre-COVID and really enjoyed it. So congratulations on that oh, and everything so that that entails. Um, so let's uh, focus now on on the current day and your your current initiatives and, and ventures. Um, you know, you're working on Future in Maine. Tell us about what you're up to now, what, what your company's up to, and, and what your priorities are. Yeah, so after, you know, almost 18 years of, of – uh, of working between the family companies, Quicken Loans and, and Bedrock, I decided that I wanted to do it all over again. Um, and so I, I left in 2019, uh, June of 2019, I, I left the, the Bedrock organization and, you know, part of ways, obviously, in, in the most friendly possible way and supportive way. And Gilbert and I are still very close. Started Future in Maine, which is focused on highly experiential mixed-use developments. Um, and so have a project in Florida on Palm Beach Island that, I, that I'm uh, currently developing, which is taking an old historic Paramount theater and repositioning it, a lot like what we did in Detroit with new food and beverage retail, um, and completely refacing this old, beautiful theater that was built in, in, the, in the 20s. The, we- um, the weather's a little different in Palm Beach than it is in Detroit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I bet. I want to take a little of Detroit and bring it bring it around the country. And then building um, for sale, like super high-end for sale condos on the site as well. Um, and then, you know, again, future remains just all about, about partnering, 
looking at gr- uh, ground up and rehab opportunities, utilizing the placemaking and, and, and my past experiences to really bring the heat um, to properties that need it and create a lot of value, added value along the way. That's cool. So, you know, Dan, you're obviously, uh, you've got a really interesting background and experience to get where you are today. And definitely your story is incredible. The hustle and the grind that, you know, you use to get to where you are. Um, and, and now you're doing all this work, not only in Detroit, but nationally, what's it been like for you growing, you know, it's similar to what we're doing. You know, we're in Port Covington and Baltimore. That's our signature project. And then now we're branching out to other, other markets and other, other ideas, other jobs, other projects um, in other places. And what's it been like kind of leaving the nest, so to speak, and, and, and checking out other markets, dipping your toe in other markets and trying to assess whether they're projects you want to take on or not? What's that been like starting your own company, but then also, you know, expanding to other markets? Um, at first it was, you know, like it was so different, right? Because you went from having a huge team and focused really on one big city and we had Cleveland a little bit as well, because Gilbert owns the Cleveland Cavaliers. And so we were working on, you know, two Midwestern cities. Um, and you had a big team where you could bounce things off of, and then, you know, you kind of take a big leap of faith and jump in and try to figure it out. And I would say it's just been an incredible learning, um, lessons for me in such a good way to learn new markets, to meet new people, to bounce ideas off of people that are looking to do things in other States, other cities. Um, and the world is big. So I would, I'm glad that I had challenged myself in a new, in a new way. Um, and it's been awesome, honestly. And I've gotten involved in other businesses where I've invested in other companies and help and I'm, I'm helping, um, drive and, and lead other companies that have nothing to do with real estate now, but we're all connected through real estate at some point, the people that I've met. And so it's just been an incredible journey since I left. Obviously COVID comes in and that messes things up and you're all of a sudden going from traveling all over the place and now just doing Zooms. Um, but yeah, it's been great. And I've been, and, and, and again, been, at, been exposed to new businesses that it's just been a ton of fun to learn about and help scale. So I, I, it's cool because I have time now to also get into things like driving other businesses, uh, one of which is a cannabis company that I'm involved in um, and really, really active investor in it uh, on the day to day. And it's just been fascinating. And I wouldn't have that opportunity if I didn't decide to go do my own thing. Yeah, no, no doubt. And, you know, that was just going to ask you, like, you know, what's the future of of your company, like it was good to hear where you're at and where you're, you're happy where you're at, but it's, it's also like, where are you going? And it sounds like you answered a couple of those uh, questions inside there. You know, you, you're investing in these sort of uh, ideas that have a real estate component, but they're very entrepreneurial and you're, you're putting a lot of effort and time into that, like the cannabis company and like the project in uh, Palm Beach Island, which is more traditional real estate. So what else, what else does the future look like for a future in Maine? Yeah, I think that's it. It's just kind of continuing the same path, keeping our, keeping our eyes open, staying aggressive, looking for value-add opportunities. Um, and and honestly, like I'm at this great crossroads right now where I have some really good things going on in real estate and I have some really good things going on in these new startups. Um, and we'll see where I end up. It's, 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 it's a great question because I don't know, but one thing that I do know is you can't have too many different things going on at the same time. And so if real estate decides to take off like crazy, that'll be 
you know, the focus, but if it's the cannabis company that's, that's taken off like crazy, at one point, I'm going to make a decision. I'm going to complete my project. And at one point, I'm going to make a decision and just drive it home. Um, and so there are components to each of these businesses, well, especially the cannabis company where there is some real estate, but we're building it. We're building a model out that is a lot different than most uh, most other companies. And so it's a, it's, I'm at this great crossroads right now. Um, and again, I would not have had this opportunity if it weren't for my background, if it weren't for real estate itself. And it's just, it's a really exciting time. No and doubt. it's again, yeah. it's like all about, I'm all about challenging myself. I'm all about what else, you know, what else can I get involved in? What else can I do to keep growing as a human? Um, and so yeah, it's a very cool time for me. Yeah, that's awesome, Dan. I love hearing that. I, but what I do know about you, whatever you do will be clever, interesting, and successful. I'm sure I'm certain of that because I've worked with you for many years. You guys are too nice. <laughs> well, th- this is really incredible conversation. We're going to uh, taper it down here. My last question, uh, Dan, we do, you know, on every segment we do a rising tide moment. Rising tide dun, moment. Dun, dun, dun. What's your rising tide moment? I would say it's always been just being able to help people uh, and change people's lives. So, you know, when we had Bedrock, it was, we were growing so fast um, and watching young, whether young or old, it didn't really matter, any type of person there was, wanting to come into our organization and helping change their lives. I mean, I would literally hire people off the streets that I just met um, because I met them and their personalities were on fire and they wanted, they wanted the opportunity, they wanted access. And so going back downtown and seeing these people now still working for Bedrock, still working for the properties or still working for Shinola Hotel and the concepts and seeing them now thrive. The same opportunity I was given when I was a young guy, landscaping a guy's house, getting paid 10 bucks an hour or less and cashing my checks at the party sort of because I didn't have a bank account. And now seeing people that were in that very same situation that I was able to drag along the way by the hundreds, by the way, and help them change and create new opportunities for their lives. And when I go back downtown and see them and I get the biggest hugs and the biggest smiles, like to me, that's what life is all about is how do we provide more access to people that need it? How do we, how do we all help each other grow? Because we all know that if you do it the right way, you'll have a million people that have your back and it'll help you scale. So to me, it's always about how do I create opportunity for others and at the same time, do well by doing good. That's awesome, Dan. That was awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. And uh, I'm, I'm sure there's hundreds, if not thousands of people who fit that category with the footprint that you guys have built and, and everything that you've done. So um, just want to thank you, Dan, for your time today. I know you're a really busy guy and to take uh, 30, 45 minutes out of your day to talk with us. We really appreciate it. Thanks oh so much, God, Dan. My pleasure. Uh, you guys are a true inspiration to me as well. I'm just honored to be on the show. So thanks so much. That was awesome. Uh, he is an incredible guy, isn't he, Mark? Yeah, no doubt. I mean, that's uh, that's what it's all about, right there. And that's those are those are real stories. I mean, he could talk for hours about each and every building and each and every space in Detroit and how it came about, whether it was the purchase of it or what they backfilled it with and who they put into it or whatever it is. And uh, you know, I, many of us get the benefit of it without really knowing the whole story. But there was a lot of people that put a lot of time and energy. A lot of risks that got taken by a lot of people and uh it's going in the right direction which is great yeah and, and he's just a genuine real person which is uh it's pretty cool you know you we we don't know him that well but we feel like we know him really well you know there's definitely a connection there and and uh 
he's just a great guy to know and, and uh, to study what he's done because he's had a really impactful career. So that's going to do it for us today. Thank you so much to Dan Mullen for joining us and for those of you listening today. Looking forward to more fun episodes in the coming weeks. So if you have a topic you'd like us to talk about, please drop us a line on social media at Weller Development on Facebook, Twitter, or LinkedIn. I'm Matt Rienzo, and he's Mark Weller. Keep building, people. Keep building, people.